0: Good morning, good afternoon, Richmond, Virginia. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. It's 12 noon here on a thirsty Thursday, September 14th. We've got football to talk about. Good Thursday night football matchup between the 0-1 Minnesota Vikings and the 1-0 Philadelphia Eagles. We'll catch up with Chick Hernandez Talk some Commanders on the show today at 1230. I watched the All-22 last night, which is an hour and a half of the Washington Commanders game against the Cardinals with both angles of uh, film. And I did a whole film review. I've got three pages of notes on Sam Howell. I'll give that to you guys on the Richmond Commander at 1 p.m. We'll go around the ACC with Mike Barber. And the biggest local story is, is the fact that the NCAA denied the waiver to allow Joe Bamazil to play for VCU basketball this season. Ed Nixon, the former VCU Ram, member of the Final Four team, will join us at 45. And then Zach Joaquin, who covers VCU Athletics for the Richmond Times-Dispatch, will join us at 2 p.m. But you guys know how we like to start the show every day, by catching you up on anything you might have missed around the sports world. It's not the Sports Wallet. Definitely not the sports phone. It's time for the sports
1: app. Here it is, everybody. Clearly,
0: this is the future. Stab
1: scores. <laughs> Are you serious? Wi Fi plus 3G, 64K. This one, this one. sports app.
0: All right, let's start in Major League Baseball. Every day on the sports app, we track the Washington Nationals, who had a debut last night on the mound. First start ever for. Jackson Rutledge, who was taken one spot after a member of the Pittsburgh Pirates in the 2019 MLB draft, and that was the same guy who would get to Rutledge early yesterday as the Pirates defeated the Nats 7-6, spoiling Rutledge's debut. Um, It's funny because the biggest story with the Washington Nationals right now is not even about the games on the field, on on the diamond. No, it's about Steven Strasburg. And he appeared to be heading towards retirement. But the Nats find themselves in the midst of a rebuild here and a situation with Strasburg where it appears they don't want to give him the full money on his contract. Well, the club did announce earlier this week that they signed Mike Rizzo to a multi-year extension. Then he came out on the Sports Junkies and basically put everything to bed with the Strasburg News. that he will be representing the Washington Nationals with a great uh, retirement ceremony. He's one of the greatest Nationals players of all time. So, we'll find out when that happens. But the biggest story in baseball yesterday was the Beast of the East. A lot of Braves fans here in Richmond, and the Braves defeated the Phillies for a six-straight division title. <clears throat> Atlanta now 96-50 and on the season. Clinched in 146 games. That's the second quickest clinch in the divisional era. The division title was the Braves' Record 26th, two more than the Dodgers and the Yankees. The division title was the Braves' 23rd in the divisional era since 1969, the most by any team. The Atlanta Braves are just so dominant, and they have to be your World Series favorites. You know, I was at Capital Alehouse earlier this week, and I love their bartenders. Uh, they, they take great care of me, and they said, name one team who will win the World Series, and you can't pick the Atlanta Braves. I looked at him and I said, I don't care. I'm still picking the Atlanta Braves. Let's move over to the NFL. So everyone's wondering, should the NFL... Have a rule change about fields. The NFL Players Union renews a call for grass fields. Obviously, this was after Aaron Rodgers' interview. Yes, NFL players do prefer playing on natural grass. It's obvious. I thought everybody knew this. Well, Roger Goodell spoke with ESPN about football stadiums, the field services following the season-ending injury to Jets' new quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. Here's Roger Goodell on ESPN.
2: From our standpoint, that's something we'll look at. We'll look deeply at it. You always want to try to get the, the best surfaces. Uh, FIFA will be in here. I'm meeting with the head of FIFA next week. They'll be playing World Cup. They will not be putting grass in. They'll be putting in a mixed grass. Mixed grass with artificial surface. Something that we're working to try to see. Is that a better surface for us?
0: Kind of a BS answer. I mean, does Roger Goodell really know what he's talking about there? Why are we asking FIFA? Why are we asking soccer people if the NFL should be playing on grass or turf? That doesn't make any sense. I played soccer. It's not the same as the NFL at all. It's completely different cleats. That's just a stupid answer from Roger Goodell. Long line of stupid answers from Roger Goodell. Thursday night football tonight, Eagles against the Vikings. It is the Eagles' first home opener since they represented the NFC in the Super Bowl last season to take on... The Minnesota Vikings. Let's hear from QB one for the Eagles, Jalen Hurts.
2: We're essentially focused on the things that we can control, our preparation and that, and um, you know, just moving forward and continue to strive to be the best team we can be. Um, and obviously, every individual being the best you know player they can be for the team.
0: The team just did not look great against the New England Patriots. I will say the Patriots. Had everything going for them, sold out game. Tom Brady was in the building. But the Eagles' offense was a little bit rusty. The Eagles will be without three key players tonight. Running back Kenneth Gainwell, cornerback James Bradbury, and safety Reed Blankenship have all been ruled out of the home opener against the Vikings as Bradbury remains in concussion protocol. How about head coach Nick Sirianni? Here's coach Nick Sirianni speaking about the Eagles going into short weeks. Playing Thursday night football just week two, its a pretty interesting answer. Here's the Eagles head coach.
2: When you, when you go into short weeks, um, you know, first and foremost, it's about getting the guys' bodies ready to play. Um, and, you know, I think, it, you know, being a little earlier in the season, um, you know, no, it, it's always going to be tough for these guys to turn around and play a game on Thursday night after playing Sunday. There's no secret about that. It's, a, it's, a hard, it's really hard for them.
0: Washington, continuing here in the NFL, is a good article from Sam Fortier on the Washington Post. Washington wanted Russell Wilson. Sam Howell wanted to play like him. We'll dive into this further on the Richmond commander, uh, but, but Sam Fortier would write that Washington was willing to offer a lucrative package that included three first-round picks, according to a person with knowledge of the situation. The problem was, Russell Wilson didn't really want to play with Washington. The Seattle executive said, quote, the only place Russell gave permission for us to negotiate with was Denver. So, 18 months after Washington failed to trade for Russell Wilson, now they go up against him. It'll be Hal against Wilson Sunday at 425. We'll break this ga- game down fully here on the Richmond commander. But Hal said in the article, quote, we can both get out of the pocket and extend plays and make things happen. Wilson has been such a good player throughout his career. I know he struggled last year, but I expect him to get right back on track this year. I'm just not that scared of the Denver offense after watching Russell Wilson throw for an average of five and a half yards per throw, just 177 yards. In fact, he has not thrown for 300 yards in a game since week one of 2022, a full season. Since Russell Wilson threw for 300 yards, he was doing that with ease five and six years ago. What's happened to Russell Wilson? I think he's scared to take shots downfield. I think he hangs onto the ball also uh, too much in the pocket. He doesn't take what the defense is giving him. He could slice and dice them to death. Instead, he's looking looking to make the big play to fit fit it into a tight window, and that's where you see him making mistakes, taking more sacks than he ever did earlier in his career we got a lot to get to on the show today. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open if you want to chime in, 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. Who you got, Vikings or Eagles? What are your keys to victory for the Commanders in Denver? And we'll talk some ACC as well. Big game locally, UVA at Maryland, Friday night. Don't go anywhere, don't change that dial. I'll be right back on The Fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for the Washington Commanders. Every game can be heard here in Richmond on the Odyssey app. Either 910 The Fan or if the Squirrels are playing. And hopefully there's going to be a playoff baseball game coming up. Uh, later this week or next week. And so the Commanders will be on WRVA 1140 AM with a full two-hour pregame show and a two-hour postgame show as we are Richmond sports leaders here at Odyssey. And it's time to go around the NFL on NFL Hits.
2: Every regular season matchup, every head coach and the hot seat, the hit stories in the NFL. <laughs> NFL Hits on A1 Radio.
0: And I want to bring on Michael Phillips, MP on the mic, can be heard Monday through Friday from 10 to noon.
1: Michael, what's going on, bud? Give me some great games this weekend. Ravens-Bengals, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Tonight, Vikings-Eagles has potential. It's a good week. It really is, and I want to start with this topic I found online around the NFL. Uh, It was an article
0: that had the most overpaid player for all 32 NFL teams. Can you guess
1: who they chose for the Commanders? man we were close to it being curtis samuel but i think he's right at the ship is it charles leno they went with logan thomas well he's not making he's eight million eight million and that's a lot for a tight end i it's i to me you got to hit double digits to be in crazy territory now on a per drop basis that was two million per dropped ball on right Sunday. and that
0: was the issue is that yeah. you know he didn't live up to the money week one is it something that you're concerned about or will he bounce back
1: I'm, I'm hesitant. I was beating the Logan Thomas drum all offseason. He's a tight end. This offense loves tight ends. Eric Biennemi loves a tight end. I'd love to see a little more Cole Turner mixed in this week. I think everybody's very excited about Cole Turner, about what he brings to the table. It Give him some opportunities to win that spot away from Logan Thomas. Logan knows the score. It's a competitive league. If you can't get the job done, somebody else needs to get the job done, but I'm not tossing him aside just yet. I'm giving him a shot at redemption.
0: And I think his line looks a lot better if the play in which he got a first Down, and then John Bates got called for what was it, pass interference or holding? He did. If that play stands, it looks a lot better from Logan Thomas. I told you I watched the film last night. He still played a decent game. The drops were decent throws. I I think he, you know, he's rusty. He hadn't played in a
1: long time. He's not Kadarius Toney. He's not, you know, he's he's not like a, everybody's booing him or anything. He, he's got room to go. Nobody loves John Bates like an offensive coordinator deciding on his personnel package. That's just full, like, rom-com movie style, like, hearts going out of their eyes. Like, oh, I get John Bates in there. We got to get John Bates in there. John Bates, man, They offensive coordinators love them some John Bates.
0: So one of the biggest surprises of the opening weekend was the Minnesota Vikings losing week one. Yeah two the tampa bay buccaneers the vikings play tonight and this is something to keep an eye on tonight for thursday night football michael are the vikings defenders tipping their plays baker mayfield thinks so rashad white was on the buccaneers radio network earlier this week and he said this all right quote i just remember baker came into the locker room at halftime he said i got it we got all their signals We're in there talking as an offense, and he's like, I know all these signals. If they do this, they're going into cover two. If they do this, they're going into cover three. Every time I alert this, and they do this signal, they're dropping back to this. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. I was just listening to him, and we were listening to him, and we all just kind of understood.
1: Baker Mayfield, football savant. Who, yeah, who would have thought it? I like, didn't have that on my bingo card. <laughs> we, you had said we're talking about a quarterback next week who figured out all of the opponent signals. It would have taken me a lot of guesses to get to Baker Mayfield. Yeah, that's a sign you need new signals. By the way, oh, that yeah. that's a sign. Is there a little laziness <laughs> setting in at Vikings training camp? Like, all right, we're gonna have the season. We'll get to the playoffs because the only thing that matters there is what happens in the playoffs. Yeah. Now a little bit of, a little bit of maybe training camp laziness week 1 week 2 laziness setting in i and by the way detroit coming on strong packers with 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 jordan love jordan love looked sharp enough I don't think it's a given you're going to just win that division outright this year. Maybe time, maybe a little wake-up call is not the worst thing in the world. Do you know who the Vikings defensive coordinator is? Because I didn't until so I just looked it no, up. No, hit, hit me with this, some knowledge. Brian Flores. Brian Flores, all right. Former
0: Dolphins yep. head coach there. Uh, and remember, so Kevin O'Connor replaced the Vikings longtime coach that was a defensive guy, mm-hmm. right? So they bring in offense. Maybe the defense is slipping a little bit. I mean, you look back to that game against the uh, Bucks, and the offense was fine. I mean, they had the terrible turnovers and that's what really cost them. But the defense gave up 20 points to Baker Mayfield.
1: The story of Kirk Cousins' life. He, he's essentially the Mike Trout of the NFL. Kirk Cousins threw for three touchdowns and 340 yards as the Vikings lost 28-27 to yesterday. Yeah. He, very, very little of the Kirk Cousins narrative has anything to do with Kirk Cousins as a player, and it's a lot more the teams he's been on. I mean, back to those dog poo Redskins teams he was on, and now on to the Vikings, obviously, where the defense hasn't been able to give him a break. It, that's If I were the Vikings, I would seriously try to trade him to the Jets right now. I, 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 know, he, I know he didn't want... I, I would seriously consider getting him to the Jets, because I, I just don't think you have a good enough team to win the Super Bowl. You get that salary cap space They won't off, do that
0: because of relationships.
1: They will definitely not do that. Yeah. They, they, that is a hard no on that. That is that.
0: a relationship there where QB and head coach love each other.
1: That is not going really to happen do. in any way whatsoever.
0: The big story in the NFL, though, is Aaron Rodgers, who confirmed last night that he is not retiring while channeling his inner Harvey Dent. So here is what Aaron Rodgers said on Instagram. He said, thank you to every person that has reached out, called, texted, or DM'd." Connected through a friend, etc. It has meant a ton to me. I'll try to get back to you all soon. I am completely heartbroken and moving through all of the emotions, but deeply touched and humbled by the support and love. The night is darkest before the dawn, and I shall rise yet again.
1: No one cared who I was before I put on the helmet.
0: Yeah. I mean so here's my question is Aaron Rodgers in bed watching movies with his foot wrapped or is he in bed smoking pot with his foot wrapped
1: I don't see why they're mutually <laughs> <so> exclusive <laughs> I'll, I'll take a little calabash and a little darkest
0: a. before dawn and I shall rise again I didn't have Aaron Rodgers quoting Ernest Hemingway the quote night is always darker before the dawn and life is the same the
1: hard times will pass and everything will get better and the sun will shine brighter than ever what i learned from hard knocks this year is that aaron Rodgers has an encyclopedic movie knowledge yeah like front to back he, he was like showing clips for the team yeah he's also very intelligent like yeah. street smart i really think so I, I i think he's a really bright guy who has some very crazy and out there perspectives i mean he hosted jeopardy right. he, he's not dumb right now jeopardy made the very right move by not <laughs> hiring him to be the host of Jeopardy because that, that would have gone really off the rails once yeah. once he went really off the rails. Yeah. But he was right there. I mean, he, he's he's up there. He, he knows his stuff. So what do you think? Is he going to be alright?
0: I believe he'll come back next season. There was just never a thought in my mind that he would retire because nobody wants to go out with an injury, especially not Aaron Rodgers. I think he'll come back. I don't know that he'll win a Super Bowl again. Yeah. I think he'll come back and make a playoff appearance.
1: It's tough. It's really tough to come back from the Achilles and especially when you're that old. This this guy right here may be one of the biggest Zach Wilson haters on the planet. I'll, I'll admit the bias here. One nice thing, he's not coming back to a quarterback competition. Like there's 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 not gonna be any like, well, we won last year with this guy. Like, do we do we bring Aaron Rodgers back? There's not gonna be any of that. You're not gonna have to worry about that.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. I, I just think look, Aaron Rodgers wants to go out on on his own terms. It's a, it's as
1: simple as that. It, it, it's such a tough way to go out, and he was feeling good. You could tell in all those interviews, he, he kind of had a new life, had a new bounce to his step. And this is just going to give him more haters and more people who say he can't do it. And that that seems to be what fuels him. That that was kind of the end of the Packers relationship, right? Like he felt like you know he needed that fuel of like the Packers don't think I can do this anymore. They drafted <laughs> Jordan Love. He, he needs that. He's got so much of that in the fire coming in next year. I agree with you. I. It's hard to see a 40-year-old quarterback coming off an Achilles tear winning a Super Bowl. That's a, that's a reach. Uh, but but cue, cue that up, play it for him between movies. He, he feeds on that stuff.
0: Thursday night football, 8-15, Minnesota at the link, facing off against the Philadelphia Eagles. Last week's Thursday night game was on TV. This week – Dad, if you're listening, it's on Amazon Prime Video. You need a smart TV, and you need to talk into your remote and say "Play Prime."
1: <laughs> I I am the last person in America who who does not have Amazon Prime. Oh, no. Like when I order something from Amazon, it's like, yeah, we'll get it to you in 17 days. <laughs> like don't don't be waiting outside. Um, they put it on Twitch though. Oh, they did? They do. They put it for free on Twitch. But you got to get all the little Twitch graphics and things and everything. I I think I tipped Kirk Street at some point last year. (laughs) They they, they put it on there, though. So Uh I'm in. I'm in. I'm ready.
0: Uh Uh-oh. Not another tipping story. (laughs) Oh, no. We can't. uh, Not not
1: in Richmond right now. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh.
0: Tipping is hot in Richmond right now. It might be the hottest term around. (laughs) <laughs> tipping it in, tipping it out. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the New Sports Radio 910, the fan, now at 105 1 FM. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the New Sports Radio 910, the fan, now at 105 1 FM. Happy Thursday, everybody. we got football tonight, and it's a good matchup with between the Vikings and the Eagles. We'll break it down further on NFL Hits, give you guys my prediction for the game, as well as AWOD Certified Game of the Week. It's a new segment we're trying this season every Thursday at 2.45. I pick one game that I guarantee all football fans across the country will enjoy. That's coming up at 2.45. But right now, joining us on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, it's our buddy Chick Hernandez. What's going on, Chick?
2: What is happening, AY? How you doing?
0: I'm doing good. Hey, congratulations on being at USA 9, CBS Sports. You're doing so many great things. Uh, I've been a fan of yours for so long, and it's great to see you back on TV locally, man.
2: I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it's a strange world we live in, so (laughs) very happy to be back as the main guy at Channel 9 and doing a lot of different stuff, play-by-play, so all good.
0: What was your first reaction to the new look offense led by Sam Howell and the play calls by Eric Bieniemy?
2: I didn't mind the play calls, even though we ran they ran the ball late, but I understood what they were doing. So, you know, it's too early in the process, to be quite honest, for every team. I mean, what, you know, there's only a few teams that really did well offensively, Miami being one of those. So I, I was fine with it. Obviously, the execution wasn't the best, and the, the sore spot has been the O line. But I think both quarterback and O line. I talked to Sam Cosby yesterday. He's Playout out said, "Look, that's on us. That's not anybody else. That's on us." So everybody's trying to take the blame for it. I'm happy about that. There's no finger pointing. Yeah. Um, so it's just a it's it's as they said, it's going to be a work in progress. And you know, it's you ha you can't expect out of the gate that this team with a new offensive coordinator and a quarterback who's played two NFL games is going to be spectacular.
0: No, I, I totally agree. And I watched the film last night, and I, I did feel like. You could blame Howell more than you could the offensive line on the six sacks. He looked like a young quarterback there. Uh, His pocket presence and awareness just was not great. And so, you know, we talked all offseason about the worry about the offensive line. I thought they were fine week one. I think Sam needs to get better, and he will get better. And so I don't think it's that big of a concern. Six sacks week one is not great, uh, but I think it's something they can build off of.
2: There's no question. I mean, they have to build off of it. Otherwise, it's going to be a disaster. But I I think that uh, the enemy is going to, you know, they're they're all still learning each other. The preseason is a bunch of crap, okay? And you can, you can, you know, you can, he didn't play, but, you know, really maybe three quarters of football during the entire preseason. So uh, I'm not worried about it other than he's a young quarterback. Simple as that. And, you know, some guys play the gate quick and some guys don't. Um, he's got a bunch of weapons. Uh, I'm, I, to be concerned right now is like predicting a, the outcome of a football game. Mm -hmm. Both things are ludicrous because you don't know. You just don't know.
0: Well, we need the offense to be improved in terms of points per game. Last year, 18.9 was near the bottom of the league. Week one, 20 points, but it could have easily been 27 if Antonio Gibson doesn't fumble in the red zone. How many points do you think the Commanders could put up on defense, or on the Denver Broncos defense? What do you know about the Broncos defense this season?
2: Well, I don't know much because it's funny. I, you know, I'm so buried in the Commanders coverage, so I don't have to worry about the opposition so much because I'm not playing. <laughs> um, so I, who, who knows, who knows, you know, the, the difficulty is going to be your, you know, it's, it's Hal's first official road game and Denver is not the easiest place to play. If, if the fans are there, which they'll be there early in the season. Um, so I, I just, I just don't know. It's like, again, like predicting, I I don't know. Um, I expect them to be, to protect Hal better and I expect the enemy to use his weapons better. Um, so so it's it's all it's all a wait and see kind of thing. I don't know what Denver's defense, where they lost, uh, or they beat you know, the Raiders by one last week.
0: Lost the Raiders they didn't by score one. Whole yeah.
2: themselves, right? Didn't score the whole lot of points themselves. So I, it's just a. I'm I'm just glad the frickin' season has begun. <laughs> and we're talking about things that count. Um, so it, it is you know, and and you know, Vietnam knows that their defensive coordinator very well. Um, having played in the league with him and coached with him. So um, it's going to be a chess game, a chess match.
0: Season started for 53 guys on the Commander's roster, but it has not started for Chase Young. What is the latest on his injury, Chick?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I play one on TV. They're being very cautious (laughs) uh, (laughs) with him. Um, As as Rivera told us yesterday, uh, he is progressing. They have... He's still practicing, not full bore, but he's practicing. There's not a whole lot of contact going on. And, you know, a couple, I guess last week I made a statement on Twitter about all the the Commanders fans who are going after Chase for being soft. And I just, you know, Twitter muscles are great, or X muscles, whatever you want to call them. These people haven't played at the National Football League level. They have no idea what goes into getting a body ready and the pain that they must withstand. Um, you know, Chase Young is, he's in the neighborhood of 240, 250. Uh, he's a big, big guy. And if you get a neck stinger, I mean, for those who are listening, anybody who's had a neck, how much complaining goes on just to reach to get a, 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 a plate out of their mm-hmm. cupboard? And they want this guy to go out because he's a high draft pick and making a lot of money. Well, you should just go ahead and, you know, sacrifice the body. Well, you, you, you just can't. You, you can't be in his shoes. And I, I laugh at, at all of that. Um, I don't for one second think, well, Chase is just trying to get the money or Chase is really soft because I've seen the kid since high school. So I know he's not soft. I know he wants to play. He said it every stinking day in, in, in the locker room when he talks. Um, but he's at the he's at the behest of the doctors, and yeah. that's that, that's simple. Um, I I expect him he will be playing this year, uh, but they're, they're going to be smart, and you know that defense is pretty good without him. And,
0: and you made a great point with the neck injury. I mean, I've I've woken up and I feel like I can't even turn my body to the to the left. I don't know how you could ever play in an NFL mm-hmm. game if you're dealing with anything similar right. to that. But the disconnect though between the fan base and what they're hearing in the interviews is like. You know, for example, I saw a video where Scott Abraham posted, and Chase Young says, I'm ready to play. You know, so where's the yeah. disconnect there is what I don't understand. Yeah. I, I
2: don't, you know, he's not going to come out and say, because if he says it, then he looks even softer to the general public. Well, I know, I'm just waiting on the doctors. He wants to play. It's yeah. flat. He, he wants to play. And, but then when they test him, and I don't know how the tests go. Again, I'm not a doctor. Um, but when they test him and they realize, okay, there's weakness here or there's pain here and he can't do certain things. That means there's a problem in the neck and they have to wait for that thing however long it takes to calm down, uh, strengthen all of that, or he's putting himself in harm's way. If you look at all the alumni, they, they, you know, the former NFL players and how they walk around these days, you realize the sacrifice they do do with their bodies and, and that. Very rarely can they walk around like Joe Blow on the street, you know, at the age of forty and fifty years old. That you know, oh, that guy played in it. That guy played in the NFL because his fingers are in a different position. He's walking with a gimp. All of it. So, I don't, I don't begrudge him. I don't begrudge the team, the doctors, anybody saying, all right, let's just, let's just be careful. We got some time here. You know, that's I'm okay with it.
0: Luckily, the defense played well without him. There was a point in the third quarter where something changed. It was like a a light flipped, and Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, and Montez Sweat were just unblockable, and they were getting past that offensive line with ease, getting into the backfield, causing havoc, causing turnovers. What do you think changed on the sidelines? Was it Jack Del Rio changing the play calling? Was it them realizing, hey, the offense might score uh, only three more points the rest of the game? What changed defensively?
2: Well, I think anybody uh, that's in the stadium, you're looking for a spark. Uh, and the one series that Arizona had, they went minus one, minus four, and then minus ten with the Montez strip sack and Deron Payne foam recovery. I, I just, I think you know, you just, you, you knew it wasn't going to be on the offense. It was going to have to be the defense that gives them a short field. And and to their credit, I mean, Del Rio really didn't call anything different. And you know, I I, I sat down with or uh, with Deron Payne yesterday. And he says he's letting us be us. We can roam. We can do our thing. So I just think uh, they took it upon themselves and said, listen, let's, we've got to make a play and change the, the mode of this, this game because you're sitting in the stands going, this can't be. They can't lose. And I'm sure they're saying the same thing on the sideline.
0: Chick, Washington has a chance to go 2-0 and for the first time since 2011. Do they get it done?
2: The <laughs> i don't know I can't, I can't, look, look i told you i told you i don't predict so yeah. i don't know i don't know russell wilson is a savvy veteran not the same russell wilson from before i think the defense is going to do some things they're going to create some havoc for him they're, they're going to create some problems for that Denver offense so it's really i think predicated on what uh the commander's offense does so i i just i don't know uh and I'm so excited to to see it happen because we've got games where you just it used to be where you go into a game and you just went eh, Washington has no chance they have a chance this week to go two and zero for the first time in a very very long time and that's exciting you know it's that whole new vibe with this organization if they I don't think I tell you what they're not going to do they're not going to lay an egg now don't click this off and play it back to me next week <laughs> but they're not going to lay they're not going to lay an egg uh, I think. You know, But it's it's different. It's Denver. It's high altitude. It's different. The team's going out about two hours later than normal. They're going to spend 24 hours in Denver. That's what they're doing. They're going to go out late, show up Saturday, play the game Sunday, and get out there Sunday night uh, as opposed to what they normally do. So they're trying everything they possibly can to give themselves an advantage.
0: You can check out Chick Hernandez on WUSA 9 in Washington, D.C. and follow him on social media at Mr. Chick Sports. Thanks a lot, dude about it? take it easy. Yep, you're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, always available around the country on the Odyssey app. Download it today for free, and just search 910 The Fan to hear me Monday through Friday from 12 to 3 p.m. We've got a new show, MP on the mic, that you can hear from 10 to noon. Rewind feature available on the Odyssey app. So we'll go around the NFL and pick some winners with Nick Ashu from BetMGM tonight. He'll join us at 2.30, talk some VCU basketball. The NCAA denies Joe Bamisil's waiver to play for the Rams this season. Ed Nixon will hop on the show at 145.00. And then, like I said, I've done some film review, so I'll break down Sam Howell week one and give you my expectations for QB1 slinging Sammy Howell week two against the Denver Broncos on the Richmond Commander at 1 p.m. But right now, Washington has a chance to go 2-0 for the first time since 2011. Can they get it done? I want to open up the phone lines. 833-804-0910. Can Washington go 2-0 for the first time since 2011 here on The Commander's Corner? So since the NFL expanded to 32 franchises in 2002, 61% of teams that started 2-0 made the playoffs, according to True Media. If Washington goes 2-0, they have 61% chance. To get into the postseason. Over the past two seasons, with the seven playoff slots available in each conference member, it makes it a little easier. 14 teams get into the postseason. (coughs) 11 of the 13 teams that began 2-0 reached the playoffs. That includes the last two Super Bowl champions. That was from Ben Standig of The Athletic. I mean, that's huge, right? Washington has to take advantage of this rare opportunity. The Denver Broncos are not world beaters. They are not a great team. Look at their last game against the Vegas Raiders. Look at all of last season for Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. Solid defense, lots of issues on offense. Quarterback Russell Wilson has not thrown for 300 yards in a game since week one of 2022. He's become a check down Charlie, and you can defeat a check down Charlie. Washington has had their own issues offensively. The turnovers, Antonio Gibson's fumble, Sam Howell's interception, and Sam Howell's god-awful fumble. I was talking to my dad about this, Chris, actually. It was the worst play either of us have ever seen in an NFL game. I mean, hopefully Sam Howell bounces back this week, and I give him credit, he bounced back after that drive. But I had never seen a quarterback in Washington just fumble the ball into the end zone so easily and... It was just disappointing. But Sam Howell can bounce back from that. So Washington has their own issues. The Cardinals blitzed only 7.7% of Washington's dropbacks. 7.7%? But they had six sacks and 13 pressures? It's a combination of Sam Howell holding the ball too long, missteps by his blockers, and I will give Arizona's pass rush a little bit of credit. Look, this, to me, looks to be a hardcore defensive battle, right? Right? Washington's offense will struggle. Denver's offense will struggle. Both teams will struggle on third downs. Defensively, it's going to be a fight for field position. I believe whoever makes the last mistake will lose this game. Just don't turn the ball over. Convert third downs. Put points on the board when you have a successful drive. Denver and Russell Wilson scored just 10 points or less five times in 2022. 10 points or less. They started this year off with another stinker offensively. Losing 17-16, to 16, Russell Wilson only had 177 yards, two sacks, two touchdowns. He used to run the ball, right? He used to scramble and run for 15 or 20 yards, one yard in week one. Here's more from Ben Standig on Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. He says, quote, Wilson rarely attacked downfield, ranking 29th with a five-yard five average per target. He won't have much time to seek targets if Washington's imposing defensive line shines. That happened against Arizona, even without Chase Young, who is unlikely to face off against the Broncos. Logan Thomas said in the article, "Quote: If you go 2-0, and it gives you a leg up. Every win gives you more confidence. We all agree we didn't play our best game against Arizona. If we play good Sunday, we'll get that added confidence boost at 2-0. Michael Phillips has talked himself into believing and the Commanders to go across the country and get the win, 425, against the Broncos. Kendall Fuller told Ben Standing, I always go in thinking the next game is the most important game because it's the next one, not because of any stats or anything else. That's how we're preparing for it. Mentally and physically, it's about going 1-0 every week. So the players aren't trying to make too much of a big deal about this, but the statistics prove that if Washington goes 2-0 there's a 61% chance they'll be in the postseason and it's about 80% chance since the NFL has expanded to 7 teams in the playoffs for each conference Rivera said yeah it's always important winning is important that's just the bottom line we want to win every game we play so this approach will be no different than any other approach we have we understand the urgency so How many times has Washington gone 2-0 to start a season? Well, you'd have to look back to 2011 to find the last time that happened. And if you want to extend that history, Washington won its first four games in 1982. More importantly, they won the Super Bowl that season. 1986, 5-0 start, losing in the NFC Championship game to the New York Giants. 1991, one of the greatest teams in league history, ripped off 11 wins to open the season, capped it off with a victory over the Bills, 37-24, to become Super Bowl champion. So Washington has history on their side. It will be a successful season if we can go 2-0. Denver, on the other hand, is desperate to avoid going 0-2 for the third time since 2019 after they had gone 20 seasons without knowing 0-2 start. I mean, something's got to give. Either Washington will be 2-0 and Denver 0-2, or both teams will sit at 1-1 by 9 p.m. on Sunday. Both mediocre football teams will support a mediocre record going into week three if Washington can't get the win. How are you feeling about Washington's chances to defeat the Denver Broncos? 833-804-0910. That's 833-804-0910. Still to come on the show today. My official prediction. the commanders against the Denver Broncos AWOD certified game of the week coming up at 245 Nick Ashu to go around the NFL with some bets and we'll preview the Thursday night football game it's the Richmond commander coming up next my film review and expectations for Sam Howell in week 2